bring Nick Dmitrievsky in on the phone and get him here live from Pittsburgh as well. And definitely appreciate all the work that he has done and everything that he's brought forward for this program. This is, I believe, the opportunity to go to eight straight national championship games. They've made seven in a row, and it is an incredibly remarkable feat to play in the national championship game year in and year out. And on top of all that, to win multiple national championships, this squad, Brian and Stratton, Syracuse men's soccer, is more used to going to the national championship game and having the opportunity to hoist that trophy than they're not. So to know that is to know that uh, Nick Dmitrievsky has put in so much work tirelessly and has believed in this program, believed in the school, believed in his vision, and that vision has worked. It has worked numerous times, and now they have an opportunity to see if it can work once again. So with that being said, I proudly bring in the head coach of the men's soccer squad at Bryan and Stratton College of Syracuse, Nick Dmitrievsky. Nick, how are you? Good, Dan. How are you? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And and Nick, I mean, I was just talking with Alex about the fact that it rained all day yesterday and just didn't want to stop. Bring me into your game and, uh, you know, the matchup that you had against the University of Maine, Fort Kent. This was the team that you played in last year's national championship game. Uh, this is a team that is has become that rival of Brian and Stratton Syracuse in the regular season and when we're talking about national championships, going to that game and and kind of dealing with the elements and everything out there and getting your way to victory one to nothing. Sure. I I guess let me start from the beginning. Um, We are, we were the number two. We matched up against Atlantis university and um, going into the game and going into the season, we've had three or four starters out due to injury. I've never experienced so many how bad injuries in all my 25 years, um, ACLs, you know, that type of stuff. So going into the game, um, you know, we're, we're shorthanded and right in the first two minutes of the game, my right back got injured. So he was out and then my midfielder got injured. So we're down five starters playing the game. And the first half was just, you know, just feeling each other out. And I would say, you know, we were just, you know, you're playing without five starters. We were, we were, we were just trying to get our grips here. Second half came out. It was still zero zero at halftime. Second half came out. We really took it to them. We dominated the game. Um, we scored. It was one zero with like twenty something minutes to go, and then it was a questionable call that they called the penalty shot against us. So they scored one one. We probably missed eight really easy easy opportunities which was disappointing went into penalty shots and um they beat us on penalty shots so then you know we had to play the university of maine for kent and you know the i know that there were from years past what kent has been our nemesis they've been the top program along with us and but the the rumor mill was that they weren't that strong this year you know because they a lot of people to graduation and such well they were strong <laughs> they were very 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 strong and they came out the first half with gangbusters you know and um mind you again we're down five guys and um you know we we withheld their attack um 
to halftime. And then the second half, we just dominated, absolutely dominated. And then we scored on a beautiful cross um, that Sean Altador put it in to secure the victory. Um, but they are a hard-hitting, just aggressive team. And we just took some punishment yesterday when we were just getting hit. So what does this all mean, you know, at the end of the day here? Um, today, um, Atlantis University plays at the University of Maine, Fort Kent. You know, it goes head-to-head, the, the tiebreaker qualifications, head-to-head, point differential, least goal scored, and then it could go to penalty shots. So yeah. at the end of the day, if Atlantis wins today, they go through in our group pool. If Fort Kent wins um, 1-0, then they go through because they got the least amount of goals. If they win 2-1 to one or, I'm sorry, if they win 3-2 to two or anything above that, we go through. If they win 2-1, to one, it goes into penalty shots, which I'm not sure how they're going to do. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, so it's, 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 it, I mean, but those two program are, I mean, we were in the group of death. Those two teams were excellent. And for us, I got to applaud my guys to go into a game and have five starters not play. It's incredible. I mean, it's half of your team um, in any sport not to play. It's, you know, hands down to my guys i mean they just all stepped up the new guys that needed to come in they, they did great so we're excited to see what happens you know you can't do anything but injuries you know mcos acls that type of stuff you just gotta adjust you know and, and you know you brought it up and i was gonna tarantino this thing back and, and you did exactly that and brought us to how kind of everything shook out here when you go into a game like you said uh, up against atlantis and you're up one nothing, then it's one one, then there's the penalty shootout. Penalty kicks are a beautiful thing when they go in your favor, and they are heartbreaking when you think about all of the time of play and all of the chances and the opportunities and everything you did. And now it just comes down to kicking the ball a few times. How do you assess that game when you go back and you look at a game that ends in penalties and they had a few more than you did? Does that is that like a wind out of your sails type of thing? Do you like that that it ends that way? I mean, this is what soccer is, and this is what happens when you know we're looking at things in FIFA or you know anywhere. If you want to move on and the game is tied, this is how we do it. But how do you walk away from a game like that when penalty kicks decide everything? when maybe you had more control at certain points in the game, maybe you had more opportunities, maybe you thought if there was some more time on the field that your team had a better chance to make something happen as opposed to standstill penalties. I'd love to get your thoughts on that because it's either beautiful or it can be heartbreaking. Right. Um, What I failed to mention earlier, in the right in the beginning of the second half, when we started to dominate Atlantis, um, one of our players crossed the ball and one of my other players did a bicycle kick right right in the six and um the referee gave him a red card um he missed he hit the ball but it went over so we were playing a man down and five starters out for the whole second half and we dominated 
Um, so we really wanted to put it away in the second half. You don't want to leave it to chance. And we literally missed some easy gimmies, uh, which was so frustrating. Um, penalty shots are tough. I mean, we've been a part of that in the national championship game several times, three, four times. You know, we came on top a couple of times. We lost a couple of times. So the penalty shot kickers that I picked, you know, we got some good kickers. But, you know, the first couple happened to shoot it the, the opposite way that they normally shoot it. And the goalkeeper came up big. So, you know, those are really tough, stressful, tense moments, you know, um, that play in the psyche of the shooter. So, um, yeah, when you win, you're so happy. When you lose, it's, it is devastating, you know. Um we were, we were drained after the game. We were tired because we knew we played a good game. But um, considering <clears throat> where we were at and who we had and those young kids to step up, you know, we lost the game, but we won the game, you know. And then that carried on to Fort Kent. I mean, Fort Kent, monster team. I mean, they could beat any Division One team. And... Um, we took it to them, you know, with shorthanded. So we'll see what happens today, you know, but there's there's nothing you can do. You know, you've got injuries. you got half your team out. So you got to patch holes. you got to get kids excited, motivated, you know, and put them in the right spot. Like, for example, I know I'm off topic a little bit. We Yesterday, a game with Fort Kent, their left wing was one of the fastest players we've come across and our right back was out. So I had to put in a midfielder to that position. Well, he couldn't stay with them. I had to put another guy. I had to switch like three, four guys until we got the right fit. And we did it. We put our captain on him. That's not a right back. And he shut him down. And that's when we start to take things over. So it's trial by error, figuring things out on the fly, you know, in a split second. And the kids have done amazing, you know. Both games that we've played, both teams in the second half have died, where in the second half we've taken over. So um, that's really, really a good point of, that I want to make. Yeah, you know, and, and speaking here with Nick Dmitrievsky, Brian and Stratton, Syracuse men's soccer head coach in the USCAA National Tournament. Nick, when you say, you know, in, in both of these games – the teams that we've gone up against, they've seen to drop off, die off in the second half, and we just turn on. Speak to the the stamina, the endurance, maybe what you guys were doing in preparation this season for that, that your team is that team that can turn on. So as people are getting tired, you're still energized, still focused. You, you can outlast teams when it comes to stamina and endurance and that push. I'd love to to go into how you feel that came about this season on what you were really keying in on in practice and in just overall preparation for the season. Yeah, I think a, a couple of factors is why we are really strong in the second half. First is our system. We play a 4-4-2 diamond system that really outnumbers opponents at any place on the field, you know, and that's a grind. If you if you don't if you've never played against it, it's tough. It's it's very difficult to get the ball through. So I think that's one. You know, I think the other thing is um, 
we've really gone to this year for fitness activation um skills drills and stuff like that where they're constantly moving in practice and i've seen a tremendous um swing in the shape of our overall team you know and the last thing you know experience matters you know it's very important with having three national championships those kids are playing for that star that's on that jersey and they will not give up they will not you know like i mentioned you got five starters out those other five are in just working their butt off so i think those three contributing factors is why in that second half you know when it's tough we're 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 we're, we're doing well you know and and having that success that you've had like you said you've dealt with injuries what can you say about the depth of this team and and that type of preparation of how ready are these guys to step in? I know you said you had to move people around to try and find the right fit in certain places, but when you have to go to your bench, when you have to go to someone that may have not had as much playing time or when someone has to shift position, what can you speak to when it comes to next man up approach? Because injuries are something that we can't control and what you can control is scheming so how ready is the bench and what can you say about the depth of this team right well i think that the biggest one of the biggest contributors why we do so well is our system the 442 diamond system you can plug a lot of different types of players in that diamond and because of the compactness of it it's it thrives so um it's an old school, you know, 70s, 80s system that that been around for a long time with a modern twist. And then you put the kids' athleticism and, you know, we, when they first come in, you know, they, they understand what it is. The, the breakers are playing for a championship squad, so they're prepared. So I think there's all that contributing factors is what makes our our kids very good and we are deep but you know still losing five kids is tough you know um and playing with the with the red car you know so they've done a great job we couldn't be more proud of them um so we'll see what happens today you know and, and for you um, we talked about it that streak of coaching in uh, seven straight national championship games there's the opportunity now but you're in a unique place because we're in this this pool like we see in the world cup where you have played your game against atlantis you played your game against university of maine fort kent and now they have to play each other and you went through what the opportunity can be i mean the two teams that are your adversaries are you're now sitting and having to watch hoping that one of them will help and how do you kind of view this situation saying, you know, we went through injury, we did what we could do, we played to penalty kicks, uh, the other game we won, we haven't, lost, we haven't outright lost a game, but now we have to rely on the two teams here that we just faced to see how this decision is going to end and just what that's like for you as a coach to have to now sit and wait. Yeah, we've been in this situation one time, um, I think it was like maybe six years ago. We lost our first game on a crazy corner kick shot in overtime. So we had to play for Kent the second game. Yeah. And we had to, and the rules and the, and the 
the tiebreaker rules were different then. It was based a lot on goals scored. So I remember that second game, I, I've never seen a team so so focused. We ended up beating them five zero. And then Fort Kent had to beat them. So we did advance. Kind of same thing. It's nail biting, you know. Um someone's gotta win. So someone's gotta put in some goals here. Um but I think our pool was incredible. It was a, it was a, it was a, both of those two teams are championship, national championship squads. So it is going to be a great game to watch. Um, you know, we're hoping for Fort Kent. I mean, and Fort Kent is the two different type teams. Um, but it is interesting. The team that you're trying to beat, you're hoping is going to win. <laughs> You know, um, it is nail biting. What I'm big on is control the controllables, you know. Yeah. And um unfortunately, you know, due to all the circumstances, we didn't, you know, that first game. Um we played very well. We haven't lost technically, you know, um, but now we're in this situation and you can't do anything about it. It, it is what it is, you know, but um we'll see what happens, you know, believe in fate and, and all that. You know, we put our best foot forward. Hopefully, things will work out for us. Yeah, and, and before I let you go, Nick, uh, quick here, because I know you're going to be going and watching that exact game here this morning, Atlanta's taking on University of Maine, Fort Kent. What do you want to say to your guys this season? You know, what's what's the message now that we're, we're waiting, now that, you know, they're going to go and they're going to watch this game and, they're going to wait to see what the decision is and how this game ends is going to directly affect if you move forward out of a pool B or not. What is the message to the guys? What do you want them to know? You know, um, first of all, uh, well, that we're really proud of them. You know, they've worked so hard. It's not easy. And I keep coming back to the injury to deal with situations. And um, they did. They did. They've worked so hard. So we're really proud of them. You know, that's life. You know, um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, you try to do the very best you can to control the controllables. But sometimes, you know, you can't control it. And what are you going to do from that? So, you know, we had, you know, those guys that were hurt, those are all American guys. Those are the best players in the country. And the guys that coming in are young, fresh, new. So they had a big responsibility and they've done, they've done well. So these are just life lessons beyond sports, you know, how to handle things, you know, and they've handled them beautifully. You know, I think they've done everything you could possibly ask considering the situation. So we're excited see what happens, you know, um, maybe we will be in our eighth consecutive championship game. I mean, that's, that's an incredible feat. And I, you know, I applaud all my players that have played under us, you know, to be, I don't think no coach can say that in, in modern times that you're in eight national championship games. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we look at how, and it's something I spoke with Alex Grigorita about the fact that Brian and Stratton Syracuse, uh, under his leadership, under your leadership, have gone out with these programs, women's and men's soccer, respectively, and you're willing to go anywhere in the world. You're willing to go into the backyard of Syracuse. You're willing to go to the state of New York in general 
And then, you know, I look at Quebec as well as South Africa, uh, Trinidad and Tobago, Montenegro, Botswana. I mean, we go through this uh, Greece, Bulgaria, Brazil, the American born players and then players that are literally all over the planet, all over this world that you're willing to to put together and put in this diamond system that you really believe in that we've been talking about for years that that I've been working with you. And I just I applaud the fact, Nick, that this is this is a team that makes the world feel really small in a good way. And and it's the same thing I said to Alex. When I sit at a table with your team or I'm around your team, I have the opportunity to get a taste of the world, to see so many different cultures, so many different backgrounds. And they all converge on Brian and Stratton, Syracuse. And why? Because of what you offer, because of what you can do, because of all the things the school has. And at the same time, because of what you have as the head coach, as the athletic director, you have done a tremendous job of recruiting the world. And I think that that should be commended. It should be applauded. Your team is extremely talented year in and year out. And when guys move on, you're extremely talented the next year and you're willing to comb the earth literally to find the right people. And I congratulate you for that. And I think it's something that has to be in a spotlight because Syracuse, New York, my hometown, is an easy way for me to learn about the entire world by simply driving to James Street, pulling into Bryan and Stratton, Syracuse and sitting with your players. Yeah, no, we've done an amazing job. You know, the kids have done great. We've had a lot of success throughout the years. You know, um, one of my most notable was a guy by the name of Shalri Joseph that ended up being an eight-time MLS All-Star, one of the highest-paid players in Major League Soccer. He was the captain of the Grenada Senior National Team, New England Revolution. So, you know, we've done a good job. We try to get the right fit, you know, and that's one other feature that I didn't really discuss this year's team is really close knit. And I think that has really helped because the guys really are helping each other through the tough times. So thank you for the kind words. We're really excited. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully we can be in our eighth straight national championship game. I hope so too. I'll be watching. I'm happy the sun will be shining today and uh, hopefully have some warmth. But for Nick Dmitrievsky, the men's soccer head coach at Bryan and Stratton, Syracuse, thank you for everything you've done. And I look forward to the opportunity of what's to come. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Bye -bye. Thanks, Nick. Take care.